Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films, the weekly podcast that I've set up just to do what I do best and chat about films and TV. And I thank you ever so much again for listening. Uh, this is episode seven. Last week we did another TV episode and focused on The Walking Dead, or rather why people stopped watching The Walking Dead. And again, thank you ever so much for listening to that one as well as every episode so far. If you have, if not, don't worry, they will be there, well, for as long as... I, th- I think time but yeah they will be there so thank you ever so much as uh, as usual though for listening um this week we are going back to films uh, episode seven cruella is uh, in the cinemas now and available to stream on disney plus if you're willing to pay 20 pounds for it <laughs> just you know you say that out loud it's a little bit ridiculous isn't it but yes cruella is back in the cinema well it's in the cinema sorry and it's directed by craig gillespie who uh, did i tonya and the remake of fright night in 2011 so uh, again i didn't know that and i like fright night i like the remake it's not not brilliant but still maybe that can be a, a revisit episode so instantly going in um with yeah kind of I mean, in fairness i with cruella i'm a little bit like i i, I was very indifferent about this film um it stars emma stone as cruella cruella Deville, and it also stars emma thompson as the baroness which i'm looking forward to chatting a little bit more about those two characters in particular but yeah before you know going into this film it wasn't one that i was really raring to see very indifferent which i think was kind of the best way to be going in to this film really because um if it was good or if, or if it was brilliant then then amazing like that's great it's surpassed my expectations if it's bad I didn't really have any expectations for it to, you know, if, if it was bad, I was like very neutral about it. So I was like, you know, it's kind of a win-win this, because if I don't like it, it doesn't matter. If I did, then bonus. But uh, no, Cruella is, for for most part, it's, it's got a very, very good story. Um, it sets up the, it's, it's like a new take on the iconic Cruella de Vil character. Um, we meet this young aspiring fashion designer uh, entitled Estella, and it's just her journey into becoming Cruella de Vil. Um, and there will be people who are a massive Disney like fanatic, um, like with any fan base, there's always going to be the people that are going to see something in this film or see this film and then think, well, that's not right. Or I don't like that change that they've made. Um, if you go into this film thinking pretty much like I did, like just see what's, what it's like. And that, and to be honest with you, that's just down to Disney's live action films at the moment because they've not been brilliant. I mean, Mulan didn't really do much from what I remember, um, uh, I still haven't seen that actually, uh, but I was never really a fan of Mal- Maleficent either, even though that got sequels as well, um, or rather one sequel. Um, so again, this is why I was still a little bit like, yeah, I'll go watch it, but I'm not really like dying to go see it. But uh, I really was hoping to get you know to the cinema again to check it out, and kind of glad I did because it was yeah, it was better. It was it was it was pretty good. Um, we're going to go over a few things. There was things that I definitely liked about this film and there were things that were really, really bad about this film. And luckily like, I was chatting to my fiance afterwards about it and we both agreed. I mean, she enjoyed the film a lot more than me. Um, but obviously there were flaws in there, but the actual story itself is pretty good. Um, it's, it, it, it's, I've seen people online, you know, praising it and almost like comparing it to like the Joker origin. It's not as obviously dark and well, I mean, there are dark elements in this film. You can see why, Cruella would make an appearance, but I wouldn't obviously say it's as dark as what Joaquin Phoenix portrayal of um, of the Joker is. But as you know, origin stories go, it's definitely not the worst. There's been so many of those knocking about over the years that this one's kind of nice. I mean, the just focusing on Emma Stone for a second as Cruella nailed it. I thought she was really, really good. Um, I like the change from Estella to Cruella. Uh, the whole background of that and. 
you know, why she, um, well, why she is like she is or why she becomes who she becomes, essentially. I think that she nailed the performance. Emma Stone's done some tremendous work in her career. Obviously, you know, been a massive Marvel film nerd. Um, you know, I really enjoyed her in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, films, even though those films were a bit garbage. Um, you know, she she's a really, really good actress. And obviously, like I was about saying, that getting... Emma Thompson in this as well. Um, what a piece of casting that is, because the Baroness character, essentially the you know, the villain of the film, pretty dark. Like there's you know she's done some really, really bad things, and it's just how all you know this whole story and Estella slash Cruella's life into intertwines and you know becomes part of the Baroness's. I really enjoyed for the most part the soundtrack. The soundtrack's got some excellent. 70s hits in there it's all set around in the 70s as well and you know the the the, the punk revolution if you will was was rising there and yeah I, I, this film really does there, there will be a, a you know a huge set there will be a set of audience uh you know film fans that will really really get behind it and fair play because you know like i say i was very much on the fence with it i didn't i, I enjoyed most part i say the pros i've got a list of things here for pros and cons i won't talk too much again about plot points or anything like that i'm trying to keep it as vague as i possibly can just give you the best experience if you are thinking about watching it but um standouts obviously in terms of performances emma stone emma thompson without a doubt obviously those two absolutely brilliant uh joel fry as jasper one of the right hand men of estella slash cruella and also paul walter hauser i think that's pronounced uh who plays horace um I just was so blown away by his performance. I thought he was one of the best performers in this film, just behind, obviously, the two leads. Um, I really loved him in Richard Jewell. He did Richard Jewell really well, and he also was in I, Tonya, so obviously links with the uh, the director there. But those two side characters for Cruella, um, yeah, they're really, really good, really a lot of fun, and they bring a, a whole separate energy to the film that I really, really like. Uh, the costume design, without saying, is flawless. There is some absolutely brilliant costumes in this film. Um, just, well, it's a fashion film. It's essentially Disney's version of Devil Wears Prada, so um, there's some real, real standout costumes in there. So, yeah, very much a fan of that one. Other pros, I say, what I wrote down was there's some really good surprises in this film. You kind of think the film's going one way and it doesn't. It, it might take you on a different route, um, which I'm all for. I love I love thinking, I love going to the cinema thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those bog-standard films again. It's just going to be another origin story. And then next thing you know, uh, yeah, it just goes down somewhere that you know you didn't think the story would take, and I was all for that. For the most, like I said, most of the most of the twists and turns, if most of the you know the surprises are brilliant. There are some that are a bit ridiculous, but still, um, I wrote down costume design as one of the one of the better points, as well as the soundtrack um, and obviously good lead characters, which I've pretty much covered all this already. I'm trying to remember what you know more about it whilst doing this because we only saw it. Um, well, I'm recording it the day after I, I saw it, but there are cons in there. One of the biggest issues I have with this film is the CGI in this film is atrocious. It's bad. Like, I'm a bit surprised it was as bad as it was. Like, we're talking... I mean, we already spoke about The Walking Dead last week and problems with that, but they had a deer in one of the... I think it's season eight, the CGI deer, and it was absolutely appalling. Um, these CGI dogs in this film are really, really close to that mark. That's that's the level of... like That's the mark, mark for... Uh, you know, The Walking Dead CGI is the the mark of like bad um and this really does push that as well because uh, there were some sequences where the dogs were just looked unfinished uh some of the stuff that they were doing whether they were like jumping whatever literally could be jumping up onto a sofa they really did look bad it's almost as if they spent all the money on the cast and then were like oh yeah we need to actually get a bit more sorted out we, we should have saved some money there um 
So that was really bad. The other thing that I didn't like was there was a lot of overacting in this film, which I get it. It's a Disney film. It's for kids. And I kept saying that to myself. I kept sitting there thinking, you know, don't go in here expecting something as serious as like a Marvel film or, you know, any other big Disney blockbuster-esque kind of thing. Like there's going to, you know, there's going to be those kind of characters that are a bit ridiculous. And this does have a lot of them. There's a fair few characters that I really was saying afterwards. I was like, I just couldn't get on with a few of the characters. Um, the, obviously, the, the the famous Liberty Shop that's in London features in this film in, in its first act. And uh, there's a character that works there that is just... He could very well have been an animated character. If they, if he'd have come on and he was the only animated character in this film in terms of, you know, actually being drawn and put in there, a bit like who, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit and stuff, you'd be like, that's fine, because he was very, very animated and very... I just didn't get on with that. And there was a few of those in this film. It's it's weird because we went from one person being like that and then then another person as well. Um, yeah, there, there, there was just a few of that. Um, the kid actors in this film, um, I, don't, I don't like slagging off children actors because I know that they, they, they're, they're young, but they're, they're not they're not they're not great. Um, we'll just leave that. And um, but yeah, there, there's 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 that, that's pretty much the only problems that I had. Emma Thompson has a very, very, there's some very good lines that Emma Thompson has and I was laughing a couple of times during this film. So yeah, overall it was, it was good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't amazing either. It's just a very nice middle ground film that fans will either love or hate depending how big of a Disney fan you are, I think. Well, that's been said. I mean, I just mean as in those like kind of people that don't like change. You know, when people adapt things and make things differently, there's always people that are going to be a little bit like, I don't like this. It's not, you know, they're not sticking it to the original or they're not. This is just a separate film. This is really like a great tweet, a great take, a great, you know, adaptation of Cruella's story from 101 Dalmatians. And if you just go in wanting to just have a nice cinema, cinema experience, I think you'll come out pleasantly surprised because, yeah, it's... It's all right. It's not bad. Um, it's definitely one that I wouldn't pay 20 quid to watch on Disney+. Plus. It'll be cheaper to go see it at the cinema. There you go. Or alternatively, if you're not too fussed either way, maybe just wait until it comes on to Disney+, Plus for free streaming, because it's definitely one to check out. I mean, out of 10, I'm going to give it a 6, um, which you might think it might be a little bit too low for kind of the podcast overall. But I think that any higher than that, and I think I'd be being a bit too over-generous anything lower than that you might be thinking i was been a little bit too harsh because yeah i, I nearly gave this a, a straight out of 10 five like i thought it was going to go down the middle um but you know i thought there was a little bit more in there just to kind of sway me to giving it a six uh, but that's my thoughts on cruella uh, the film is out now we'll say you can either go to the cinema which i would recommend because the cinema is the greatest experience ever um or like i say you can pay for it on disney plus a little bit pricey, but I, you know, alternatively, just wait for it to uh, to become available to stream. But Cruella, yeah, not a bad film, not a great film, but it is what it is. Let's just take it as that. And again, yeah, hope you enjoyed listening to me chatting all things films, chatting all things Cruella on episode seven of Joe Blogs About Films. I will be back before you know it. <laughs>